You're listening to the Evolving Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to amplify your true creative power so you can make the impact that you're here to make. Okay, so welcome to the podcast. And um, what we're going to do today is go ahead and do a mindset repatterning session with Jim. And we're just going to go ahead and dive in. How does that sound, Jim? That sounds great. I'm excited. Me too. So you've already listened to Mindset or Patterning Sessions in some of the other podcasts, so you have a little bit of an idea of how they normally go, but feel free to go ahead and stop me at any time if you have any questions about the process or what we're talking about or anything at all. And then I just need your permission to muscle check on your behalf one time. As you know, that's what I use, applied kinesiology or muscle checking in order to navigate around and find out what questions I need to be asking you and in what way. So as long as I have your permission, I can start muscle checking. Sounds good. All right. So you're going to hear me talking to myself kind of um, because that's me muscle checking different options for what we can talk about first. Um, And I like to do that out loud so you just know that I'm doing something and you can kind of track where we're at. So I'm just going to muscle check now. So we need to do anything before I start asking questions. We do. We need to just take a pause and a couple deep breaths. We do. Okay. Especially after trying to do this on Facebook Live and, <laughs> and having that not work out. Let's just take a, a re-censoring pause. So just take a couple deep breaths and then out through your nose. Okay. And that's complete. Yeah. So we're going to start today by talking about a particular challenge or problem we are and we need to do it intention-wise, not just problem or challenge-wise, and it's about a particular area, and it's about your acting career. <laughs> you know, whenever I ask you a question, sometimes the words will come right to mind, and sometimes you'll need to talk it out for a little bit, so feel free to just talk about whatever comes to mind. So you're in a musical, but your primary, um, you don't want to be doing musicals as much. You want to be doing um Mainly performing music on stage? The musical was still performing on guitar. It was part of a pit orchestra, but the guitar player had a couple of on-stage roles where I actually walked out of the pit and took center stage for a few moments of playing that were awesome. driving the story emotionally, but without any lyrical content. It was uh, just, okay. just guitar solos or music. Okay. Um I'm happy doing musicals. The reason I was so intrigued by what we were talking about when I listened to your podcast and joined your group is the idea that how you feel about yourself and the things that you let influence you and how they shape how you think kind of ruin mm-hmm. you like you're your own worst enemy. The the biggest thing for me is over the last few years, I've kind of lost my identity and my confidence of who I am because of the things that I've gone through or the, the ways people have steered me, maybe for their best interest and maybe not my own. Mm. And it's really done a number on me. It's I still probably play to what somebody else would hear, quote unquote, just as good. But I don't feel like the joy or the love or or I'm in it. Does that make sense? Totally. So I want to make sure that I'm I'm hearing this right. You're not as attached, whether it's musicals or playing music on stage. You're clearly though a musician, and you feel like you've lost your sort of maybe playing from your center and lost your identity because of the way people have steered you and when you said is that, does that sound right yeah I, I i just you know like not in a cheesy way but you know just making a living playing music is like my dream and, and it's yeah. working and it's worked 
but it's always working towards that, like, next bigger step. So making a living playing music is my dream, but so I think I just, what I was just asking is it, is it bringing the joy back into it is the primary thing that you want on the next step? And, of course, that's going to make you more just successful overall when you bring the joy into it, but is that the piece that you're wanting most? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and you kind of hit the nail on it. Like, that's, that's what made me, I think, so successful at a young age is mm-hmm. I think people are good. Like, when you get to a certain level, everybody's good, but there's something that you bring as a spark. There's a, there's a real passion that stands out to casting directors or, you know, anybody on that level that's going to give you new opportunities. And so I feel like I used to have that, and I feel like when I audition for something now or when I'm playing, it's good, but I feel like I'm missing who I am. I feel like I lost who I used to be and the mm-hmm. person who was just so in love with what he was doing. And I still love what I'm doing. I just, I don't necessarily believe in myself the same way. I've lost a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just writing. Okay. And so then when you just said a little bit ago that, you know, because of some of the things that have happened to you in the past couple of years, what happened to you that feels like it? kind of behind this, like, spark getting lost? There's three main things, um, and I spent a lot of time thinking about this, and um, especially after listening to a lot of your material, it's kind of made me think about this, so maybe I'm, I don't want to say, like, I'm overly prepared, but I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> okay. A couple of years ago, my family went through a really, my parents went through a really serious time, and I have younger siblings, and so I'm, I involved myself a lot in their life to be somebody stable for my brother and my sister, mm-hmm. care about them a lot. And it took a toll on me emotionally to be making trips back um, as frequently as I was or, or taking those bad phone calls all the time where you started to get nervous mm-hmm. when your phone rang. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of idea of, like, a more consistent anxiety is kind of what I live with now, and I'm just kind of used to it. I mean, they're doing better. You know, I don't get uh-huh. like that at all from them, but it kind of left a mark on me where I live in a, like, almost always waiting for the other shooter drop feeling. Uh-huh. Like, okay, things are fine now, but what is, you know, what is this going to happen? I also okay. took a break from my performing career to go back to school. I still performed on the side, but um, to get a degree in music. And um, the people there, uh, it was just a very traditional form of learning music, which is good. It gives you a whole other side, but it kind of put some robotic playing or, or overthinking of everything, and that took a toll on me. And then I was in a really serious relationship with someone who, I'll say air quotes, um, wanted to kind of live the life that I wanted to live until she got into it and then wasn't really into it anymore. But we were already kind of together, and it, it was kind of splitting, like, my loyalty to her and my loyalty to, like, what pumps blood through my veins, like the need to do this, the, the knowing that this is what you're supposed to do. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're not together now. Um, we've been apart for about four months. Um, but all of that kind of came to a head about four months ago where you just kind of have to deal with what's left of you now, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like, ooh, what happened? You know, I, I just I just don't love, I just don't feel like I'm good enough to do what I do anymore. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to muscle check because it's helpful for me to talk about a few things before we create statements. I'm getting on for that. You know how you hear that part of you that's like, I just don't feel like I'm good enough to do what I do anymore. And that is how you feel. I'm not saying that's not how you feel, right? But that's also like an aspect of you. And most of the time when there's a part of you that's like, I'm not good enough for this. What am I doing? And and saying those kinds of things, it's doing that because, you know, it doesn't want you to do this anymore. And whenever there's a part of you that doesn't want you to do 
something that another part of you really loves or many parts of you really love, that part will say whatever it can to get you from doing the thing that you want to do. Like, you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. But sometimes that part can say some pretty mean things, too. And it's not that they're true. It's usually just because it's scared. And it almost always traces back to feeling like you're going to have to sacrifice some kind of love in your life in order to pursue the dream. So different aspects that end up in conflict with one another in that way that makes you feel stuck. And there's so much from what you just shared that makes me think that, like, oh, that's probably what's behind this because you've got your family stuff coming into play um, and then you've got this girl that you were dating that's kind of coming into play. It's almost like, yeah, that's the confirmation. I almost I had to choose. And it's that feeling like you have to that gets you stuck and what we want to work on is bringing you into alignment with knowing that you not only can have both things you know the success in your career and all the love that you want in your life but that you're meant to have that you know is all that making sense yeah yeah i'm also taking notes so um and i'm taking notes too so whenever we do the session i will write down all of the positives reframes that we create and all the new affirmations and intentions and I'll email them to you after the session too just so you know that. Okay, great. So go ahead and say, and this is where we're we're checking you for resonating with these statements and we're going to shift them. So we would expect you to be on and to be resonating with the negative statements when you say them now in the beginning of the session, but you are ready to no longer be resonating with those negative statements and to be resonating with the positive ones that we're about to create. So just so you know that. So go ahead and say, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I'm good enough. To do what I do anymore. To do what I do anymore. You're on for that right now, which means you're resonating with it. That's why you're experiencing it as a problem. And we need to check this one. When you said I've lost my identity because of the way people have feared me, are the people who have steered you um, in the stories that you just told, is it the ex-girlfriend and, and the family? Not that they were any of them were necessarily intentionally trying to steer you, but are those the people that you're talking about or referring to? More than anything, I think um, the ex-girlfriend and um, a lot of the people, not the professors that I had in college, but a lot of the peers who, you know, as I think back of it, were probably just as, as bad or petty as this is going to sound, a little jealous of me. So really, when I was in school, I had come from a salaried music career. Like, I put myself through school with the money I had made, and I think people were intimidated by me, but really, I felt like an outcast at school. I split my school time with still working as much as I could, so I wasn't, like, totally there all the time, but I never felt like I belonged, and I felt like I gave a lot of myself over to what they were, to sound more like them, or or to, as far as Mm. musically to be into the things that they were into just because I wanted to feel like, you know, I was part of this thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I was there for three years. Okay, so I want to get this statement right. We want to really name the problem as clearly as we can, and that sounds like the second time I've heard you talk about moving toward, away from, like, your essence and towards what you think you're going to need to do or be in order to be accepted. So how would you name that as a problem? Would it be like, and we want to make sure that these words feel like they really match your experience because I could come up with 50 different ways to say this, but how would you say it? Is it that you feel like you have to change 
who you are and how you perform in order to belong. And, and it doesn't have to be that all of you think that, just like that that part of you that does that, like you did it at school or... Yeah, I, I feel like I did that so much for those three years. And I got to a place where it's not an, not egotistical, but, like, you know, I worked hard to, to do what I thought they wanted me to be doing, and I did it. And they, I don't want to say accepted, but, you know, I belonged and I was there. and But I feel like that's not me. And now that I'm out right. performing again, I graduated about a year and a half ago. I've had a couple of contracts since then, and I don't feel like it's me anymore. I feel like I lost right. that, and I don't know if I can get it back. I miss that person. I miss the way I used to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily, like like we said in the beginning, it's not necessarily a skill level so much as it is an intention or a passion behind yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Totally. No, I totally hear you. It's not the skill level. It's the energy from which you're coming, the energy with which you're playing. It, it almost kind of, I get a, an image in my head of, like, there's a part of you in there that has the doors closed on him almost, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's more than a few parts. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and those and parts I guess, are very disappointed. Oh, I just, those parts are disappointed yeah. when I do something because I know it's not the best that I could be doing it. You know, like right, I know, right, oh, right. This, this is where you're at now is kind of how I feel. And I yeah. need that feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, just so you know, I like I guess sometimes when I'm talking about the different parts, I do oversimplify it a little bit just so that it it's clear that we're talking about different parts, you know, but I totally hear you that it's more than one. (laughs) Yeah. So there are parts of you, the parts that represent like who you really, really truly are that aren't being able to play. They're not sort of included right now. And this statement. So when you describe that again, is it like I work hard to do what others want me to do in order to be accepted? Yeah, I, I work hard and, um, Maybe uh, the only thing I would say, I work hard to my own detriment. You know, like it, it mm-hmm. changes who I really want to be so that others... Right. Can. Okay, so go ahead and say, I work hard. I work hard. To my own detriment. To my own detriment. To do what others want me to do. To be what others want me to do. In order to be accepted. In order to be accepted. Okay, so right now you are on for that. You're resonating with that, and you are ready. You're so ready (laughs) to be done with that pattern. What we're going to do is we're going to break this up a little bit. So there's a reason why you've been engaging in in that pattern and doing that, because there's a setup in your system that feels like, oh, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do to be accepted. And we want to completely recreate that internal structure and that sort of internal awareness of what it is that you need to do in order to get all the things that you want, right? So we're going to start with the first part, and it's probably pretty obvious, and I could take a guess, but, you know, it could just be what sounds obvious, or it could be something slightly differently, so whatever comes out. So that pattern of working hard to your own detriment to do what others want you to do in order to be accepted, that pattern allows you to do what, you know, and, and it allows you to be accepted, right? But is there something else, too, or is it just mainly the acceptance? You know, what does that pattern allow you to be, do, or have that's, that's truly positive? It lets me feel like I belong to something, and, mm-hmm. and that's being accepted. But, you know, it, it was, I guess it helps me feel like people think, it validates how I should, like, I want to believe that I'm good. I think that I'm mm-hmm. talented enough to do this, and when other people don't want to let me in to their group, in that sense, I feel maybe I'm not as good. 
Maybe I am. Okay. So when, when I get that validation from others, it kind of, you know, reaffirms that idea that, yes, you do belong here. You are good enough to be in a place like that. And the validation, is it the validation of your work, like your work being good enough, or is it just the validation of just you and who you are or both? I'd like to think it's for the work, um, but mm-hmm. it's probably because I, as a person, like emotionally want to feel like I belong to some something. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's the main thing is just feeling like you belong. And what is it that you want to belong to? People who... I don't know, people who accept the, the view that I have of, like, of what I want to do with my life. It's such a, it's hard to find people who can relate or understand when, you know, you move every six months or mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you don't work certain hours during the day. And so the connections that you make with people, you know, I work almost nights, so I don't have, so I don't really have, like, a community of anything that, that um, understands what it's like because it's so obscure compared to, like, what my friends from, high school or, or people I know mm-hmm. are doing or, or even what my family, not like my immediate family is very supportive, but just people find it, I don't know if they're jealous or what it is, mm-hmm. but they, they always have something to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or, and that's why it is so important to find that community or that tribe because it is a completely different lifestyle than like your average nine to fivers and they don't get it a lot of the time. So is it you want to feel like you belong? Would you want to say to a community of like-minded artists who really understand me? I want to feel like I'm me when I belong. I don't want to mm-hmm. have to trade who I am to fit in with anything anymore. And we're totally going to we're, we're going to we're going to totally annihilate that part of the pattern in a second. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first part of it. I work hard to my own detriment to do what others want me to do in order to be accepted. So right now what we're doing is we're clarifying what that acceptance piece is, and we can make it even better than what you got last time for doing this pattern of giving up who you are, right? Like, what is it that you really want? That was the means to the end was abandoning yourself to get somewhere. And so right now we just want to, we want to make sure that both parts or all the parts on each side of this equation are getting what they need in this new reality. That's when you stop fighting yourself. So right now you've got a setup inside. There are parts that really, really want to belong. And then there are parts that feel like they got give up who they are in order to belong, but don't want to. And they're kind of like fighting against each other in, in ways. And that keeps you stuck, right? So what we do is we go in and we're basically talking to these different parts. Like, hey, what is it that you want over here? Oh, you want acceptance? Like, tell me more about that. Like, what kind of acceptance do you want? Who do you want to be accepted with? And this other part is over here, like, but I don't want to give up who I am. I'm like, hey, we're not going to make you give up who you are, I promise. We're just finding out what this other part of you really wants. For some reason, it feels like it has to give up who you are to get that, but we're going to find a new way for you to get that. And then we go over here, and we're like, what is it that you want instead of working hard to do what others want you to do? And and so we find the new means to the to the end a better end even than you were doing before. So that part that's wanting to speak up, like, I don't want to forget who I am. Like, we're totally going to get to that part of you in it or those parts of you in a minute and make sure that they don't have to do that anymore and don't ever even feel the impulse to do that because that old script is just totally rewritten. Does that all that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. Okay, cool. All right, so... 
first we're just talking about like the part that you want, the part that you used to give yourself up for that you're not going to have to give yourself up for anymore. And it's going to be even better, but we want to name it as specifically as you want. Cause honestly, in this process, it's literally like your life is kind of like a ball of Play-Doh, you know, like what would you like it to be, you know, and how would you like the rules of reality to work for you? And we clarify so much, though, and bring you into alignment with them so strongly that they really become your new rules and bring you what you want. So that's why it's so important to play with the words and make sure, is this really what you want or do you want this thing over here? It's like being in a candy shop, you know, like you don't have to have the black flicker strips if you don't want them, you know. And you can take this piece of candy over here and take parts off of it you don't like and rearrange it and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I belong to a community of like-minded artists and that could be it or it could be a tribe of like-minded artists or it could be a community you don't even have to have like-minded it could be um, although that that's just like a short way to kind of describe what you were talking about before you know people who get the lifestyle and have the same kinds of dreams and aren't jealous uh, because I guess like community relationships people that's what I lack the most like and I and I I feel lonely and I shouldn't be unhappy though because I do what I love. Like I But you're unhappy because you're lonely. I think so. I would I the more we talk about what do I want out of people, like or like, I don't not necessarily romantic relationships, but like real relationships with people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That do understand that in most cases probably would understand the most because they do the same kinds of things. Right. Because right. they understand the lifestyle. Well, and that's why I was I was using the word like artist because it, it it could be that you want a different word than that, but it just feels like so many it could be performing artists or creative artists like they do get the lifestyle whether it's an actor or a screenwriter or a musician you know or a comedian like they're living the same lifestyle that you are. So does artists capture it? Yeah, I like artists. That's good. Okay. Do you like the like-minded part? Yeah. Okay. So, and then, like, you know, I feel like I belong to, do you want to say, like, close community um, to get that opposite of loneliness in there, just even a little bit more? Or is the community enough? Or I guess if I get to mold it however I want, I would say um, meaningful relationships with right. artists, with like-minded artists. The only thing about changing it to that, and we're always going to just go with whatever feels best, is that it's kind of hard to word this with the feeling of belonging, which was feeling like that was so important. It's like I just, when we started talking about this year, like I just want to belong. I want to belong. And so if we word it as like meaningful relationships, it's kind of hard to be like, I feel like I belong. You know what I'm right. saying? Like in the relationships. So we can choose either or, or it's just some creative way that's not too wordy <laughs> to put them both in there. Like I feel like I, it could just be, I feel like I belong. I have meaningful relationships with like-minded, with like-minded artists who really understand me. Do you like that? Let's go with it. I like it. Okay. That sounds really nice. I, I was just trying to find a way to like be like, I belong in the relationships I'm in would sound weird. But if we just left it as it was, like, I feel like I belong, which is how you said it before. You're like, I just want to belong. Okay. Now we need the opposite. And we can either, um, the opposite of the detriment pattern, 
And it can either go at the beginning of this new statement or at the end so we can get creative with how we put it together. But that piece is really critical. So the old pattern of working hard to your own detriment to do what others want you to do in order to be accepted. What that allows you to do is be accepted, right? But what did that prevent you from doing or being or having? What does that old pattern prevent you from being, doing, or having? It prevents me from being, the the quickest way I can think about saying it, is being true to myself or or it causes me to give up things that do mean something to me in whatever form, whether, you know, whatever, however it would present itself in that situation, I feel the, the need to conform to belong. I don't feel, I guess I live in a fear that I can't belong if I don't conform. So what's the opposite of conforming? Well, not, not conforming. <laughs> being being <laughs> so, happy, being satisfied with who you are as who you are. Understanding, I guess, that the things that make me me, people, if they, I don't have to give the, you know, like that. That's just who I am, and almost, I don't want to say unashamedly. Like if there's something bad, I have to change. Mm-hmm. That's fair, but, but you know, being a certain way and, and being special and being unique because of that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and there's the difference between, yeah, so when you say if there's something bad there, so that comes up in the midst of talking about, like, who you are, and so it's just a, so important to remember there's a difference between who you are as your essence and your core, which is always good, no matter what, right? You know, um, and then, like, a not-so-great pattern or behavior belief or something that maybe you picked up along the way somewhere because of life or something someone taught you. Like, there's a big difference between those two things, right? And wanted to make sure that's clear in this statement as well. And so when we're creating these new intentions, a lot of times when I'll ask questions, the words that will come out are like, well, just the opposite, not conform, <laughs> you know? Like, But we can't let those words make their way into the intention because your subconscious mind and the universe itself won't really hear the word not or no or non. They just hear the word that those non or no or not words are trying to cancel out. So it's actually reinforcing the thing that you don't want to do if we put like, and I don't have to conform to get this, you know, in the statement. Mm -hmm. So we kind of just have to, and a lot of times it's new territory when you've been living under the rule of a certain pattern for a while, like your mind is always wrestling with it and thinking about it. And you're not, and it's it's like a new muscle to kind of expand out and ask yourself, what would it be like if it wasn't like this? And it's like, wow, I've never really thought about that before. So it takes a little time to work it out. And so I'll throw different options out here too on the table and just let me know which ones feel good or if you want to play with them. When I think about the opposite of conforming. So conforming is like like even like someone who contorts themselves, you know, to fit inside of a box or something. You know, the opposite of conforming would be expanding like the essence of, of who you are. Like you'd be continually like growing like a tree, you know, like this is like the, the tree that grows in the woods however it wants to versus the bonsai tree that gets like all, you know, conformed and stuff. So it could be we've got true to myself. And you were kind of abandoning parts so that the opposite of that would be like embracing as well who I truly am. So I'll just ask that again now because we've talked a lot, a lot of different options. So that old pattern of working hard to your own detriment to do what others want you to do. I think that's the piece actually we need to zero in on. 
you are working hard to do what others want you to do. So that's going to prevent you from working hard at doing what you really want to do, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to just read this to you and let me know if you love it or want to change it. I feel like I belong. I have meaningful relationships with like-minded artists who really understand me and encourage me to do what I want to do and encourage me to stay true to myself. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's great. And does it feel possible when you hear it? It feels hopeful, but it doesn't hopeful. feel like it can end. You don't fully align with it yet? No. But you want to. Okay. That's all we need right now. <laughs> you don't have to, It doesn't have to feel true or anything like that or completely possible, but as long as you want it to, then it's a go. Okay, so we're going to check that one for you. So go ahead and say, I feel like I belong. I feel like I belong. I have meaningful relationships. I have meaningful relationships. With like-minded artists. With like-minded artists. Who really understand me. Who really understand me. And encourage me. And encourage me. To do what I want to do. To do what I want to do. And encourage me to stay true to myself. And encourage me to stay true to myself. Okay, let's off right now, but ready to be on. There's another one here that's connected to this that's needed as well. So just one second. Okay. So it's almost like there's like this kind of false belief on another deeper layer that like staying true to yourself was not what was best for everybody because otherwise you would have done that. You know, it's almost like you had to abandon yourself to stay connected or to get love, you know, as if that's better for someone else. And so wanting to like just reinforce in your system in every way possible the understanding of like how important it is to stay true to yourself and how that's best for everyone. So um, something like staying true to myself is always what's best for everyone. How does that feel when I say that? It feels like something that I know in, I know that that's the right way to feel, but I don't feel that way. But you don't feel that way. Okay. But you, but would you like to? Yes. I think I'd be more helpful to people who need me or, or just relationships Mm -hmm. that I have in general. If I was honest about in every facet, staying true to myself. Mm-hmm. Staying true to myself, so we'll add that in every facet. For how about what's best for myself and everyone else? Or just others? I don't know how long. I feel like mine are too long. <laughs> I might have triggered you when I said that other one was going to be wordy. Some statements can be really long. I was concerned about this conflict that I saw between belonging and then relationships. I didn't know how it was going to word like I belong to meaningful relationships, and then the thought popped like I don't have to merge those two. It could just be, I feel like I belong and I have a meaningful relationship. So you are doing awesome with the statement creation. (laughs) Totally. That's not too long at all. I'm going to read this back to you. Let me know if you like it. Staying true to myself in every facet is always what's best for myself and everyone else. Or just, and others. You said, and others? Yeah. I I really like that. That that kind of puts a smile on my face when I hear that. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> That's awesome. So these are going to be 
um, intentions for you. They're going to be affirmations for you. So I know a lot of times people are like, affirmations don't work. And in my experience, yeah, a lot of affirmations, most of them don't work. But that's just because if you just try to, like, pluck them out of the sky, like, I'm happy. (laughs) They're not addressing the underlying problem. We are creating these affirmations out of the underlying problem. So that's why they work. Like we dig in deep and we're like, what's really happening under here? And then we create new possibilities out of that. And then those become affirmations that really work really well. You're going to be resonating with these new patterns by the time we get off the phone today anyway. So you don't have to do the affirmations. But whenever you do them, I usually recommend people doing them for two weeks every day, just saying them out loud. Um, That just really like roots them in even more deeply. Okay, so go ahead and say, staying true to myself. Staying true to myself. In every facet. In every facet. Is always what's best for myself. Is always what's best for myself. And others. And others. Okay, let's off right now. We're ready to be on. So there's this old pattern of, like, I've lost my identity. What do you want instead of feeling like you've lost your identity? confidence in who I am. I've noticed in the last few years that I'm very apologetic for no reason Mm -hmm. because I'm just kind of either, I don't know if it's that I assume that I did something wrong or if I'm just, I guess timid is a good way to describe it, but that's not me. Like, that's Mm -hmm. who I've become. And and I don't like that. I notice that I just, you know, will kind of listen to a conversation, but after it's over, I realize that I think, oh, I was just talking to someone. I don't even remember. Like, I was so reserved or shy and I used to not be that way. I used to be very outgoing and and, and I think musically it translates the same way. Right. I play reserved or I play apologetic or I play, play like I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's good enough for you, the listener, or, or whoever the listener is in that situation. And I didn't right. feel that way. I used to be confident because I knew that what I was doing was, was what I was hired to do, if that makes sense. Like, I believe yeah, in my totally. ability to do it. You said that earlier, I don't believe in myself in the same way, but you want that back. I believe in myself and my ability to do blank. What do you want to believe in your ability to do? Can I, can I rattle a few things and you kind of Please. tell me how you, yep. maybe yep. you could wind it down? I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a word vomiter. I say a bunch of stuff. So No, it's good. This, this is this is the time to word vomit. <laughs> so it's a very creative process. So. Think of the word vomiting as, like, the brainstorming and, like, a screenwriting, like, you know, all the ideas get thrown on the table. I I want to be, I want to believe that I'm good enough to, the people that hired me. Like, so when somebody hires you, you don't have to, like, apologize to them after you did the performance or Mm-hmm. Like that's probably the worst thing in the industry I can do. Yes, it is. <laughs> totally. Apologizing for yourself, yeah. But you're feeling like you want to apologize for yourself. So, like, if apologizing for yourself and your performance was the last possible thought in your mind, how would you be feeling about your performance? I know we've got confidence, but is it almost like, would you feel proud? Uh, accomplished, proud, believing that I deserve to be there. Um, I think mm-hmm. that was the comment that I made on your page that kind of sparked this whole conversation we're having now, was people put their faith in me, but I don't put my faith in me, and I don't put my faith. Uh, I almost feel like their their faith is misplaced. Like, why would you trust me to do this? So, I, you want to put your faith in yourself? Yeah. Great. I think proud proud of what I'm doing is a good 
Like, I want to do something and say, yeah, I did that. And I'm proud of what I'm doing. Or would you want to say of the work that I do or of what I'm doing? Yeah, the idea of being proud of, of the product that I put forth. So proud of the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Great. This is all going to make such a big difference for you. I'm so excited we're doing this right now. <laughs> great. Okay, so go ahead and say, I'm outgoing. I'm outgoing. And confident in who I am. And confident in who I am. It's off right now, but ready to be on. And then say, I believe in myself. I believe in myself. I put my faith in myself. I put my faith in myself. And I'm proud of the work that I do. And I'm proud of the work that I do. Off right now, ready to be on. We need one more. We need one more about the work, about when you're playing. So you know how you were saying when I'm having a conversation, like I'm not really there, I'm kind of timid, and then that crosses over into my music. So what do you specifically, where do you want to play from? I want to stop playing from the constant thinking and evaluating, and I want to play from my it's going to sound cheesy, but I want to play from my heart. Like, I want to play as someone who needs to be playing. Like, that's their purpose in life. Great. And, and that's, like, not to trail off, but, like, that's what got me my job in the first place. Right. Young, right, 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 So much, like, he's so into this. He's so dedicated mm-hmm. to this. People were excited about that, and then I got excited about that. Okay, so go ahead and say, I play from my heart. I play from my heart. I'm so dedicated. I'm so dedicated. And excited about my music. And excited about my music. And that's off right now. Ready to be on. Okay. Do we need any more statements? No. That completes the part of the session where we're creating your new your new statements. And so now is the part where we do a modality. So um, there are like thousands of options, you know, that have, that have been different modalities over the years. So. Um, I'm just going to muscle check from some different options here. Um, so we need a message. We need to start with that. We do. Okay. And so the message that we need today is going to be from a higher power. It's from mom. It's from dad. It's from um, Jim himself to himself. It's an older version of Jim. No, it's the current version of Jim to himself. Yeah. And so just one minute while I, while I write this up. Yeah, take your time. Okay. Do you, where are you right now? Are you in, like, your bedroom? Uh, yeah, I'm in my room. Okay, do you have a mirror in your room? I do. Okay, great. So, what you're going to do is you're going to say a message to yourself. So, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to make eye contact. And just make sure it's, like, really nice, loving, supportive eye contact with yourself. And then you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to read this one out loud just so you're oriented towards what you're going to be saying to yourself. And then I'll read it again as you repeat it back to yourself so you don't have to put any effort into memorizing it. You can just say it and then put effort into receiving it uh, through the mirror. So what you're going to say is you're going to say, I believe in you. I have faith in you. And me and everyone else want you to play from your heart. 
Okay, so when you're ready, go ahead and say to yourself, I believe in you. I believe in you. I have faith in you. I have faith in you. And me and everyone else. Me and everyone else. Want you to play from your heart. Want you to play from your heart. Okay, we're going to do that one more time. Say again, I believe in you. I believe in you. I have faith in you. I have faith in you. And me and everyone else. Me and everyone else. Want you to play from your heart. Want you to play from your heart. How did that feel? Did it feel like that message landed? It, you know, it, it did. It felt like... um. It felt like I was listening to myself talk, like I, I was hearing the conversation as opposed to just reciting the words. Oh, okay, good. The other modality that's needed today is actually picking up the guitar and playing. And so it's up to you. You could do that right now, um, and you could mute me if you feel more comfortable doing that, or you could not mute me and <laughs> you can play guitar right now, or you could wait until we get off the phone. And play too, but definitely what's needed as, as an end cap and a modality to the session is to play the guitar like just from your heart, like whatever you want in that moment. It doesn't even have to be anything you've ever played or written before. It could just be, you know, just messing around as long as it's what your heart wants to mess around with in that moment. Yeah. So what's your preference there? And it's really a hundred percent okay. Whatever. I mean, this is part of the practice too, right? Like, what does Jim want to do right now? And that's what's best. I don't mind playing for a second. I know that, uh, I know we lost a little bit of time though earlier, so. No, we're, we're, we're totally fine. Yeah, we're totally fine. So play whatever you want and just come back to the phone whenever that feels complete. Okay. Um, sure. I'll, I can just play for a few minutes. Play until you feel like you truly feel like you're done. That was actually a lot of fun, which is something that was really. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That was awesome. I was over here dancing while you were doing it, so that was rad. 
Well, thank you. I wish you could see the smile on my face. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I know, right? That would have been so awesome if we were in the Facebook group right now. But this is awesome regardless. Actually, I'll be able to share this broader anyway, this way. And um, I have a big smile on my face, too. I'm so happy to hear that that was fun for you for the first time in a while, right? Yeah, it um it just felt like uh it just felt like I was playing. I know that sounds really weird to just say it like that, but that's what it felt like. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm I have a really supportive mom. I really supportive parents. And um mm-hmm. you know, my mom and I had a conversation about this and she said, you know, I know that you know that you're not in it anymore. Like she says, like other people might not notice but we can see yeah. that you're missing yourself. You're fishing when you're playing and and you're in a place where you're thinking way too much and just not enjoying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, that was fun. Like, that that was really cool. I played for a second. <laughs> I can't think of another word. It's just fun. Like, I kind of, in a, yeah. a little giddy, which is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. It's really good. That's it, right? You know, like, because how you feel when you're creating something is how the audience and the people you're creating it for are going to feel, even if you're just creating it for yourself, for the fun of enjoying it, other people who get to listen to it are going to have the same feeling you had while you were making it. You know, no tears in the writer, no tears in the reader. It's the same. It's so simple, right, that just enjoying it and having a good time is like the end all and be all, but it really is. And I'm so glad that that you're feeling that right now. I can't wait to hear, like, how your mom reacts when she sees you play next. Thank you. That was fun. We just need to do an appreciation. Yeah, and I mean, it might just be, like, just playing, but I like to end sessions with just, like, a statement of appreciation about either something you realized or something you experienced. So what do you appreciate most about anything from the session today? I think the statement that stood out the most to me um, was that I'm the most helpful to others when I'm myself. Yeah. And the idea of trading something to do something for others is, is never the best scenario, even yeah. though you convince yourself that that's what you have to do. And that really stood out to me, like, more than just in, in both a practical, like, a career statement, but also, like, just as a person, like, just being a better mm-hmm. person. Like, being me is always going to be the best. It always is the best. I'm going to write that one down um, as one of your affirmations, too. Yeah, it's so true, because, like, even if someone asks you to be less of yourself to make them happy, you know what I mean? They, they're they asking from, like, a, a not-true place inside of themselves. Even if you did the thing that they asked you to do to make them happy, it's not really going to make them happy anyway, because you won't be yourself. And that's really, truly, truly always best for everyone. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're going to just check one or two of the negative statements. So we're done with all the modalities. You created the statements, done with the modalities. Um, and now we're going to recheck the statements so you can feel how different they feel and, and we can check your resonance for them. We don't have to say all the negative ones, um, again. So we're just going to say one of them in order to show you that it shifted. So go ahead and say, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I'm good enough. Okay. And that is off now. You're no longer resonating with that. Did that feel different that time? It did. Okay. Good. Okay, so now um, go ahead and say, I feel like I belong. I feel like I belong. I have meaningful relationships. I have meaningful relationships. With like-minded artists. 
with like-minded artists. Who really understand me. Who really understand me. And encourage me to do what I want to do. Who encourage me to do what I want to do. And stay true to myself. And stay true to myself. Yeah, that is on. Awesome. And now say, staying true to myself. Staying true to myself. In every facet. In every facet. Is always what's best for myself. Is always what's best for myself. And others. And others. Okay, that is also on. Good. And then say, I'm outgoing. I'm outgoing. And confident in who I am. And confident in who I am. On. Good. And then say, I believe in myself. I believe in myself. I put my faith in myself. I put my faith in myself. And I'm proud of the work that I do. And I'm proud of the work that I do. Okay, and that is also on. Okay. And then say, I play from my heart. I play from my heart. I'm so dedicated. I'm so dedicated. And excited about my music. And excited about my music. And that is also on. Good. All right, and so... Say, being me is always best. Being me is always best. Okay, awesome. That is on. All right, so anything else is needed from the session? Yeah, just playing some more guitar after we get off the phone is all that's needed. And then the affirmations that I'll send you. Um, so you can do those once a day for two weeks. And so anything else is needed from here? And I'll message you with your e- about your email and stuff. So anything else is needed from here? And then your session is complete. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for being so brave and, and getting getting on here and just opening yourself up while you do the session for others to hear. I just want to assure you that I, I know this is going to be really helpful to for a lot of other people to hear. Just like you listening to the other podcast was helpful for you. So thanks for giving back in that way. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, you're welcome. It was awesome working with you, and I really want to hear how all this changes everything for you. I just have a feeling things are just going to take off and uh, go really well. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited to plug it in and get going. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you're curious about how mindset repatterning can help you specifically, visit www.mindsetrepatterning.com. Dot com.